0: Welcome, Faith Family, to our post sermon discussion. Um, I'm Mike Workman, and this is Tim Tiffner, and we're going to be talking about today's sermon entitled The Good Guys and the Bad Guys. Uh, great sermon, as always, but let's just start off by talking about how to help you today's exposition, how to help you.
1: Mike, the way it uh, really was a help to me is reminding me. Again, that of all of the things that happen in life and what we are involved in, we begin to think of ourselves as good on the side of good or the Mm -hmm. side of bad, but recognizing in reality we're all sinners, need to be saved by grace and have to look to our Lord. So that was a real encouragement because um, I tend to, and I think we as uh, maybe people in general, we like to divide the world up into good versus bad and see ourselves on one side or the other or maybe even the people that are on the bad side that we may put them there they don't see themselves they see themselves as the good guys right. and it gets all confusing yeah that's why the objective standard of the bible which is kyle you know pointed out is so absolutely vital that we can determine what is good,
0: and it's him. It's it's our Savior. And and it's good that the Bible doesn't separate us in the good and the bad, but (laughs) at the redeemed and the unredeemed. Yes. Um, Yeah, and I think exactly what you you said also. I I think one of the first things that caught my attention uh, is Saul trying to come to God his own way. And uh, you know, not waiting on on Samuel, and um, so you know, just as a just as a side note for me personally, understanding that there is one way that we come to God. We we try maybe in other ways, but the one way in particular that, uh, uh, and that's through Jesus Christ. All right, Kyle is really good and very careful about not reducing especially Old Testament text, into some kind of moral imitation. It would have been real easy for him to say, well, at least maybe not easy for him. We've heard, hey, we need to be more like Jonathan and not like Saul or more like Samuel and not like, uh, you know, whatever. But he he really seeks and, and makes a point to drill down and find out what these stories reveal about the character of God. So how did you see God's character uh, or God's faithfulness displayed in the text?
1: Yeah. The verse that was pointed out, which really brings it clearly to me, was in it was in verse 6, chapter 14, where Jonathan was encouraging his young man, his armor bearer that was with him. And let come, he says. Let's go up to the garrison of the uncircumcised. He says, it may be that the Lord will work for us. And then here, here's the the point: is for nothing can hinder the Lord from saving by many or few. God is faithful. Yeah, he is going to do his purposes for his glory. And uh, that was just a blessing to see that and to see how that. Certainly is is pointed out. You know, uh, Jonathan recognized the Philistines as uncircumcised, and uh, it's it's interesting that whole attitude that he had of let's go and see what God will do. Uh, Maybe that the Lord will work for us, mm-hmm. for nothing can hinder the Lord and what His purposes are going to be. You know, his dad didn't take that view. Yeah. when he came up to waiting on God. And that was clearly prescribed. This wasn't right. prescribed, this action, but, but uh, Saul violated a prescription of what the word, what the God's law said for him to wait and what they were going to do. And who was to give sacrifice. Kind of interesting, later on, he could, keeps on making sacrifice later on. Yeah. So he didn't learn anything. <laughs>
0: No, it's a series of mistakes he continues to (laughs) make. It's like doubling down, isn't
1: it? You start on a wrong path, and rather than repent and stop, you just kind of double down on it and keep going. And the end of the story is pretty bad for him.
0: And and Jonathan, yeah.
1: Yeah, but uh, that, that, that incident really stood out to me where Jonathan recognized that.
0: kind of going along with that, that, you know, Old Testament sermons can be more about the narrative and, and
1: even in my, and I'm not even
0: going to talk about sermons a lot. Sometimes in my personal reading, I could have read that today and missed Christ. Hmm. Uh, How did God, Kyle, get to Christ today?
1: Yeah, that, that was a, a good reminder. It, he there are you know like going back to where like we're thinking like good guys and bad guys mm-hmm. well the scripture says that we're all bad guys yes. <laughs> and it isn't that Christ is a good guy he's the perfect one yes he's the only one who can deliver us from our situation and uh, that was the that delivers us from several things first it helps us helps me to focus upon Him and what He's done, mm-hmm. and then I, and then it helps me when I see other people, not to be categorizing them with uh, these false declarations of whether I think they're a good guy or a bad guy or not, but looking to Christ and Christ alone. Right. And then He helps me under understand that what people need, and I'm a sinner saved by grace, just as they are sinners and need to be saved by grace if they're not. Yeah. And. But he's the one. He, he is the touchstone. He is the anchor point. Christ is, and uh, pointing to him.
0: It, it, and just like on his third point, uh, application point, he said that all these good and bad guys point us to Jesus. And, you know, I, I think if I'm going to read it as a narrative, I'm going to read it like, okay, Jonathan's the man. Jonathan's doing everything right here and then we'll just you know move on but if I realize that and when Kyle said it was you know I've read that several times and when he identified that they had to present a ransom Mm -hmm. basically to keep him from from his um, demise towards the end of that story all of a sudden is this I don't know if it's a shadow or whatever but I know where Kyle's getting ready to take this. I said, I've never seen that. This is the ransom that Christ paid. For those of us who seem good, you know, if we're going to measure ourselves along everybody, I may be not this and not this. But the bottom line is, is we're, we are in rebellion against a, a, a holy God and that I need someone to be perfect. And if I'm honest with myself, I I've missed the perfect boat a long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I right. can't keep the law. I can't keep, right. and so I need to find someone who can. And that someone, uh, as I see, as it's pointed through Scripture today, this um, exposition today, it's Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm.
1: And is he when he returns on a white horse? I thought that was yeah, interesting. Absolutely, you no, know, he's coming back. He will return. He does deliver, and. Mike, the encouraging thing also is the fact of his, by, by His grace, by His sovereign grace and how He works in our lives, uh, when I was a yet sinner, Christ died right, for yes. us and uh, then drew me to Himself. Now, not unwillingly, but He made me willing. Yeah, That's the amazing part mm-hmm. of it. It's not like I said, well, this is a good deal. I think I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Because I was dead in my trespasses and sins. Yep. And it took his gift of faith and his drawing me to where I willingly came in, 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 in repentance. And that is where this, you know, you look at the sacrifices and how all of the sacrifices point to Jesus yes. that were being made. And that was what particularly egregious when Paul violated that. Saul, yeah. Uh, Saul. Yeah. I was thinking of Paul. Uh, yeah. Actually, Saul. too. So. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that, that, that in the Old Testament pointing toward our deliverer, the coming Messiah.
0: Yes. And just, you know, that's just one other thing that we should just be thankful. Mm-hmm. I mean, he shows his mercy and grace to us because mm-hmm. of exactly what you said. We didn't do anything to earn this. He called us to to himself. Mm-hmm. And that that's a good God. Amen. That's an Amazing God. Well, anything else to add?
1: Oh, I, I thought it was interesting that uh, then when, S- when Samuel told Saul that his legacy, his kingship, not, not being king himself, but his line, his kingly mm-hmm. line was over at that point. And uh, that is just, fat because, now I thought, you know, sin has its ramifications within our life. And... How much of an influence that had in Jonathan's life, it's, it's maybe hard to determine. He seemed like Jonathan would have been a good king yeah. of himself. Mm-hmm. But according to God's plan and what God right. done, there was a better king that was going to point again to, to the, the coming best king, best king the yeah. perfect one. And uh, every king was flawed in Israel. Every one of yeah. them. There's
0: one coming who's not. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly, that's a good, very good point. Yeah. Well, faith family, we appreciate you spending time and, and um, uh, listening to us talk about today's sermon. Meditate on the things that you've heard uh, this week, and um, I think more than anything is just once again, it's a reminder to me to preach the gospel to myself Amen. daily. Amen. So we'll see you again next week.
1: Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church.